Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 29. Is your past holding you back on this journey? My darlings, I am so excited to be with you this week because we're going to be talking about Well, a subject that can get a little out there, (laughs) at least that's one way to put it. But when we are on this journey and we are faced with so many obstacles and some of the things that come into our life just leave us scratching our heads and thinking, what the fuck? One of the things that we end up doing is asking ourselves the unanswerable question of why me? And it's a way of looking for certainty. We're trying to figure all this out. But some of this isn't entirely figure outable, at least on our own, which is why we bring experts, coaches, mentors, and anyone else that can help into this journey. And when we're looking at the power of what you think and believe and how it can support you in creating success on your journey, one of the necessary things we have to look at is your patterns of behavior. The source of those patterns of behavior, thoughts, or beliefs might be readily identifiable. But some, indeed, will leave you thinking, where the heck did this come from? Now, when I first met our guest this week, the amazing Hemla Makandulab, I was blown away. And what Hemla's discipline is, is she looks at family constellations. Because more often than not, the patterns, beliefs, and the thoughts that we have were formed sometimes generations before we even got here. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, Roseanne, there you are going all woo-woo on me. But I think when you hear my conversation with Hemla, you'll see how this actually doesn't just make sense, incredible sense. It can give you really powerful insight into who you are, the stories that you tell, and what to do about them. So I am super excited to be bringing this subject to you because I'm all about helping you break down the blocks between you and your baby. And if you got something that's blocking you from your family constellation, let's handle that shit, baby. I know that what Hemla has to offer can absolutely empower you on your journey. I hope that you're going to take some inspiration and some insight from my interview with the amazing Hemla Makandula. I've got to tell you that when I first met Hemla, I was blown away. I, you know me from listening to my podcast, like I'm not afraid of the woo-woo, but I am certainly more do than woo. And when one of my friends facilitated the situation where I met Hemla, I was just, I immediately thought, wow, this woman is so tuned in, tapped in and turned on to this aspect of my own awareness that I just was immediately drawn to her. And I am so excited for you to get to know Hemla and the work she does. So welcome to the podcast, Hemla. We're so happy to have you. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And so 
Let's talk a little bit about what inherited family trauma and what family constellations are. I know those are two different things and I'm probably jumbling them wrong, but I know that you you know your subject at an expert level and you can probably unmangle that. <laughs> so, well, well both of what you said that. is correct. <laughs> um, no, what you said is correct. So family constellation is the official name given by the founder, Bert Hellinger, who uh, lives in Germany and began this therapy, um, I would say almost like 40 years back. And the healing or the, what it works with is our inherited family trauma or pain uh, from our past, from our ancestry. So both of what you said is correct there. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm glad I wasn't too far off. So. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what essentially a family constellation is. Like, Why would anybody be interested in looking at this? Okay. So... Family constellations really looks at our ancestry, and we know that we inherit our genes biologically uh, through our family lineage, both on our mother and father's side. But we also then inherit uh, traumas or issues or difficulties or situations that might have happened in the past. So, for example, if uh, let's say great great grandfather left the country of origin to move. In those days, people moved because there was poverty or war or famine or some kind of trauma that then made them leave their country of origin to move to somewhere else. So that's part of what we also carry with us. And let's say that trauma was indeed that the village was wiped out or uh, the town or the people uh, that belonged to your family. That, if, if you think about it, even now, if something had to happen to our children or our partners or our brothers and sisters, our parents, that has a huge wound for us. And with family constellations, we're looking way back in history to heal or to bring peace and understanding to that wound so that all the generations after that don't carry it. Because what happens is we um, inherit that trauma through the generations, unknowingly, of course. And they can show up in things like, let's say, schizophrenia or uh, heart problems or issues in a relationship or difficulty falling pregnant. Uh, These are all different ways that they can show up and many, many more. Wow. Okay. So then that's where the term inherited family trauma would kind of come into play then. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Got it. You know, and it was just so incredible to me when we met, and I I didn't even know that this kind of exploration existed. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about how maybe somebody who is not familiar with this kind of exploration, like, how do they begin to wrap their mind around it? Because I know that so many of my women, lovably type A, control freaky, professional, perfectionist, you know, we don't really take a lot of time to think about this other aspect of ourselves. And sometimes we can look at it with a level of suspicion or, you know, like, Ooh, that sounds a little woo woo. What would you say to somebody that, you know, maybe is interested in exploration, but doesn't quite understand the value? Right. Well, we can start with Bert Hellinger, who was a psychoanalyst, psychotherapist, and he um, observed, he had come to South Africa and observed in his days as a missionary how 
the Zulu people looked at the ancestry for answers. And he took that and he combined what he observed from that uh, with psychoanalysis, gestalt therapy, and then added a few other therapies along to create this whole system. And the, it is, uh, of course, sounding uh, woo-woo sounding because it is um, so out there when you hear what, what is said. But when you think about it, it's really not any different from looking at ourselves and noticing what happens uh, in our own bodies that we don't only carry what's going on in our own bodies, but what's happened before us. So let's say someone has had difficulty uh, falling pregnant and they've tried multiple IVFs and nothing's working. So then we would say, well, let's look at what could have happened in the past that might have had an impact on us. And that looking at the past would mean, and we don't even have to know details of what happened in our family history or lineage, because some people get really worried about that. What if I don't know this? And I say, well, you don't need to know that. And it is, as you know, Roseanne, because you've experienced it yourself now, that it is fascinating how what is needed in that moment can show up. And it can be from what we might feel in our bodies. It might be words that pop into our heads and you go, well, why am I thinking that? Uh, thoughts, uh, feelings. And um, those kind of give us an indication of what might be carried or inherited through our families mm. that is impacting us. Yes, yes. And and having done this work myself, I mean, I just, oh my gosh, we had a great time doing this. Like, And it was so, you know, anyone listening to this, I mean, I just really want to underscore, like with the background that I have that is naturally fairly skeptical as a prosecutor, you know, I kind of went into it thinking, what is this? But what was incredible is together, Hemla, I really felt like we were able to tap into my intuition yes. and, and tap into that knowing. And very quickly, that skepticism kind of fell away. And, and I began to make the connections, which I think is so incredible. Right, right. And the thing is that it's really looking at our act, what, we, what we do, our action, our patterning, our reactions. And then it comes back to the fundamental basis of all human beings. We want to belong. We want to uh, have some kind of balance or equilibrium in our lives. Uh, we want to have predictability and safety. And when any part of our life is not feeling like that, it can, be, uh, it can feel like it's um, we feeling uprooted or um, unsettled. And that's where the constellations also uh, come in to help us to understand what that might be and bring, and I'm going to say the word healing, uh, because it's our own peaceful state that comes out of it, or our own like, oh, that's what that might be, uh, that can occur. And, um, you know, that is something that we all need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, because I serve women on the fertility journey, and I've lived this myself, and ultimately, you know, found a way to beat the odds, I know that a lot of the work that I had to do to get to this place and, you know, in coaching women all over the world, I see the same thing that so much of our focus tends to be just on the medical, the, the tangible, that we right. leave this whole subject of our thoughts, our beliefs, and the things that we're carrying, we kind of cast that aside and, and sort of treat it as a, you know, a, a nice to have rather than giving it the full 
level of, of discussion and exploration that it deserves. Because I can tell you, when I was trying to conceive, you know, all I was focused on was just get me this baby, just, you know, just do everything that I need to, to do physically to right. bring this boy in. But there were so many behaviors and so many negative thoughts, negative beliefs that were literally blocking me. Right, exactly. And that's the thing is our emotional state. There's three parts to us, right? Our bodies, our minds, and our emotions. And what we're needing to do is access all three at the same time, which of course is not always easy, but Mm -hmm. that's when therapies like Family Constellation come in to help us to bring some semblance of understanding and peace is what it is. Because when we're not feeling that, I mean, you know, from your own experience that you probably felt all over the place and uncomfortable and worried and uh, anxious and all these other emotions that come up with it. And that's all part of the constellation too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's incredible because sometimes we don't even see the patterns. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. I mean, through the work that you and I have done, it, it's just been incredible to me, like how systemic yeah. some of the negative beliefs that we can carry or the, the limiting beliefs, like that might be an even better way of putting it, this, this notion that we have limits are get passed down through the generations and it's not even ours. Right. As you know, like when, when we did some of the work, I'm like, wait a second, that's not even mine. You know, that I don't actually right. believe that. And it's such a power, the work that you do is so powerful because it positions us to think completely differently. So can you give us, you know, maybe an example of, of women that you've worked with that are struggling with fertility that have found this work to be helpful? Sure. Um, so I, I can uh, give you a brief overview of a session I did with someone who uh, had had multiple IVFs and uh, I, it was about eight that she had had and she was at her wit's end of being years that she'd been trying uh, to have a child. And um, when we did the constellation, it was really interesting because the institution of the hospital also plays a part because it is a uh, if you think about human beings work there and they bring their stuff to that environment. So that plus then all the rules and regulations around hospitals and expectations affect us. And what was fascinating was during her constellation, the hospital came into it as well. And the, um, you know, the fact that she had lost so many um, fetuses at this particular hospital and uh, we actually brought some kind of understanding there, but then her uh, coming back to her own family uh, lineage, there were two parts. So that was one part. And the other part was uh, looking back um, about seven generations uh, before, right about there was uh, her ancestry had come from Poland and they were, uh, had, there was a famine at the time. And Basically, the few people that had survived were, they were, uh, the image that she got was of them walking along on this really muddy road. And um, that famine meant they had to conserve everything and kind of self-preserve. And the thought of having babies or bringing any children into it was just not acceptable in that time because there was not enough food. And who would have thought that a famine seven generations back would have affected than what she carried in her body. 
Mm. And what mm. she did find was that her mother had had miscarriages. Her grandmother had had miscarriages. And um, she didn't know all of this ahead of time. She, well, she knew that her mother had, but she didn't know her grandmother had. And she actually went back and asked her mother about that. And her mother said, yep, you know, the grandmother had had three miscarriages in between. And I mean, it was further back than that too, that the miscarriages had happened. And all of these miscarriages are all uh, souls that are needing recognition. Wow. So we, we brought that into the constellation and suddenly the whole energy shifted, changed for her. And um, it was this recognition of all these children who had been lost and they were brought back. So in constellation, as you said, it's systemic and it's needing to acknowledge uh, all that were lost before, all who belong. I know earlier I said belonging is really important. Mm -hmm. But even in miscarriages or abortions or um, uh, stillbirths, those all uh, often, and you know, constellations vary from person to person. So I'm giving you a general example here. But all of those need to be brought into the constellation to be acknowledged because they hold a place in it. Mm. And the minute someone is left out of a constellation, like if there was a child uh, born in secret or kept away from the family, uh, and that's often uh, a situation that used to happen for, it seems, many families that um, you know, children were had out of wedlock or there was a love between someone and uh, the partner and then the child was kind of kept away from the family. And all of this then impacts this family because there's someone who belongs who hasn't been acknowledged. And so when that, is, when that person is brought in, suddenly the family is complete or full and that healing can begin. Wow. Yeah, wow. And I kind of told you three different stories in there. You know, I started off telling you about one person, but really when I was telling you uh, a little bit about what I told you at the end, that that's another constellation that I had done. Mm. And um, that acknowledgement is very, very big. Wow. You know, what I love about this, and I mean, I even see this in the coaching that I do. It's really about, you know, there's so much fear, there's so much doubt, there's so, ne so much negativity, and so much of it comes from not owning who we are you know, right. the good, the bad, the sometimes ugly, that, that this is the messiness of who we are as people. And there's something about the fertility journey that really pushes us to the limit when it comes to that, because I really feel like this journey calls into question so many things about ourselves. That Absolutely. when, yeah. And when we take the time to do work like this, to really look you know, what, you know, what are the things that could be impacting the way that I see myself? Like it just gives us another level of understanding. And all that is, is just another way for our, our, for us to cover our bases on this journey. Right. And I could give you an example around that for, uh, again, a constellation I did for someone um, who had had multiple abortions and uh, before she got married, you know, with other relationships that she had. But in her 45 years, uh, I was the first person that she shared it with. So she said, this is so embarrassing for me. I don't even want to tell you that this is what I did. And I said, well, you know, there's no judgment because we all have things in our family and that we have done that, um, you know, that we might not be proud of, but we're human. And this is part of being human and everything is welcome. 
every part of you is welcome. And um, she then proceeded to tell me that she had multiple abortions, which then affected the fact that she couldn't have children later. Mm. And um, in her case, you know, and that secret that she had held herself, that was so difficult. And then she told me that her mother had had to have an abortion because they, her mother was a generation that moved here to the States. And her mother was about to get onto uh, a boat to uh, bring her to the United States and she couldn't possibly be pregnant starting a new life. And so her mother had an abortion Uh, that was before she was born. So those things all affected her and her ability to conceive, you know, when she was ready to conceive and be a mom. And uh, those factors really impact us. And, you know, the thing about family constellation is there is no blame there is because we all, again, human, and we all, uh, are, um, you know, make errors and do things that we might not be proud of or have regret around. But family constellation kind of holds all of that. And the one thing that is emphasized over and over is that no matter how terrible your story, there is this acceptance of it. To be born of rape and have generations born of rape is something else that uh, I've worked with where there were I know, multiple generations of where um, she'd been raped, the mother had been raped. And those things can impact us too. And, you know, those are all perpetrations done on us. And those are, we acknowledge both the perpetrator of the crime as well as uh, the person who's receiving that because uh, they are also products of what happened before them as much as if it's difficult. Mm, mm. So what would you say, like, if a woman is saying to herself, gosh, I wonder if there's something in my past, like, that is, that is blocking me and, and I'm not even aware of it. Right. You know, what is, what is a way for somebody that, you know, is trying to wrap their head around this? Like, what would be a first step? Like as they're, you know, as they're hearing us talk about this, like what would be like a first step as somebody's beginning to explore this subject? Right. For me, the first step would be sitting down and having a, a conversation with them to ask, well, obviously they're trying to fall pregnant. I'm assuming that's, that would be the prerequisite. Is that right for them? For my or? audience, yes. 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 <laughs> so, so in that case, you know, we, we would look at it and say, you know, we don't know anything about your history. Let's say they have no knowledge of it uh, or they were adopted because in that case, they might not have if it's a closed adoption. So we start from where we are, which is with that person. So if it's, let's say, this person wanting a, a constellation, we would start with, with me and uh, speaking to this person and saying, let's represent you first. And then if there's a partner, then we would bring that partner in. And we would begin from there and work back in time. And um, they don't need to know any details uh, of anything before them. It's, as you know, oftentimes sensations, feelings, thoughts that just pop into our heads. Or, you know, I've had people where their hands swell up and their bodies start shaking or they can't stand up straight. These are all indications of things that are happening. And even if we're doing it via uh, distance, via Zoom or um, FaceTime or Skype, these things are still felt over distance because energy is energy. And so we would then work with that and see what that was that stood in the path and continue to work back until we come to understanding of where it would have began. 
mm. and then bring healing at that point so then all the generations after can move on from where it was. Wow. Wow. I love that you brought up the, the subject of energy because even for the biggest skeptics in the world, you cannot deny that when two people are talking, there is an energetic bond. Like you can Absolutely. feel tired, you can feel frightened, you can feel all different kinds of energies as you're communicating. Yes. And I remember when we were doing one of the two constellations that you and I have done together, that there, I started to feel sensations in my body when we got onto certain topics that I was really surprised by. And if you right. remember, it was almost like right before any, any, you know, we had a session that there would be something that was like, <laughs> that would come up in my life that would threaten to, to, for, to cancel the session. But we always found a way to get past it. And you and I laugh because we're like, what is it that we're trying, you know, what is it that you know, is trying to avoid being uncovered here, you know, and, right. And, you know, because I was open to that and you're open to that, obviously, like, you know, we were able to get curious, but it doesn't surprise me that things like that happen and why this work is so powerful. Yes. And, you know, uh, just the other day I was doing a session for someone and uh, she said to me just before, she says, I had to go to the bathroom so many times before our session started. And I don't know what's wrong with me. And I said to her, well, there's nothing wrong with you. This is part of what happens sometimes for people. I mean, it doesn't always, but it can be. People can get headaches. And as you know, there's all kinds of drama that can occur beforehand because sometimes certain things that have been hidden for such a long time in a system, it doesn't want to be brought to the surface, yet it does. So it's like both feelings. It does and it doesn't. And it is important that somewhere in it, there is an, an opening uh, available for that to happen because if it wasn't then nothing would happen you know right. we wouldn't even have this discussion they wouldn't beat this therapy and the system of working yes. and um there is some opening somewhere that is allowing for that to happen and um you know once we start working as you know it just flows and that's the same thing that happened for her and she said i feel so much better all the pain in my body's gone and it feels like i feel so calm now and yes. that can happen too. And I'm not saying this happens every single time. Again, it varies differently from person to person. And in my experience of having constellations done for myself, the, the sensations vary from uh, all of what I've mentioned before to the sense of just like, oh, you know, acceptance, peace, surrender. I, that's kind of emotions that I've uh, felt myself, both standing in, in, for other people's constellations, because you can do it in a group situation. Uh, and of course, doing it when I've had one-on-one uh, -on -one constellations done or doing it for other people too. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, and for anyone listening that, you know, maybe some of this seems a little out there, you know, we all know when we're carrying tension and that's right. just another way of saying it where, you know, you know that you're like, man, I've got this pain in my shoulder. What is that about? You know? Right. And, you know, when you do further exploration, when it, you know, when you know it's not from working out, you know, or, right. you know, you, or it's not from some physical exertion, right. it's not unreasonable to look inside of ourselves for the source of our pain. Because I honestly have come to believe that our bodies tell the truth when we can't. Oh, yes. And there's two great books I can recommend that people can uh, perhaps look at to understand more of this, both written by really uh, amazing doctors. 
Uh, the one is by Dr. Gabo Mate, and it's called When the Body Says No. And he makes lots of references to family constellations and the importance of it when our bodies say no. Yes. And uh, the other is Bessel van der Kolk, and it's When the Body Keeps the Score. And both of those are really powerful reads. And, you know, I, I love what they talk about. And in each of their books, they talk about how our bodies hold things, even if we're not aware that we even feel them or think them or believe them. Because some of it, let's face it, we don't believe. Like, I mean, really, that's not true. That's the kind of belief we might have. But our bodies, if we learn to tune into them, tell us a different story. Thing is, most of us as human beings are not tuned into our bodies. We tuned into the world, what is expected of us, and we go. Mm. And uh, this, you know, when our in in this situation that you know where, where people cannot fall pregnant or have difficulty conceiving, our bodies are trying to tell us something. And if mm. we stop and learn to listen in, and that's not just for people, all human beings. Even my own journey is about how can I listen into my own body more clearly and more carefully because I, I miss the cues right, sometimes. Right. And I, the journey back is back to myself. And the same thing for each of us as human beings, that journey is back to ourselves. How can we listen in more intuitively with more compassion and kindness? Because we all have very uh, strong inner critics that take us away from what it is that we're really needing to hear. Yeah. And, you know, even from a logical and linear perspective, you know, even scientific, and this blew my mind when I, when I thought about this and, and heard it discussed, was that when my grandmother was mm -hmm. pregnant with my mother, right. the egg that turned into me was there. So it's like you have these three generations all there at the same time. And when we understand epigenetics, like how, how is it possible that grandmother's stress would not be transferred to mother and ultimately to me. Exactly. And epigenetics is exactly that. It's, it's, it plays a huge role because it's all those generations that are right there together in one space. Weird, but it, it's true, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And, you know, I read Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief. And, you know, when I started, when I was on my own journey and really studying how important my own thoughts and beliefs uh, you know could be in in creating blocks to my son like right. i just became obsessed with that and you know to be able to take it even further with your work it's just incredible how we really do have the power within us to affect our own healing yes we do it's incredible so Wow, Hemla, this has been really exciting and so, you know, a, such a delight to even begin to explore this. And my hope is that every woman listening to this, you know, even if you're, you've got to listen to it a couple times to wrap your head around it, but the idea is simple, is that we all carry stories. And through doing the work of family constellations, you can begin to understand those stories and heal them. Is right. that fair to say? Absolutely. That's exactly, I, I couldn't put it any better than what you just said right now. And, um, you know, uh, looking back at our um, inherited family lineage and the epigenetics of everything and the systemicness of the whole, uh, well, all the generations before and bringing some kind of peace and understanding to ourselves so we can move forward is such a 
important part of um, our life's journey. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Hemla. And please tell the, the ladies that are listening, how can they get in contact with you? And what kind of things do you have coming up that you know, they might have a, a great opportunity to meet with you and work with you? Sure. Thank you. So the best way to contact me is uh, through my website. It's www.7raiseholisticcenter.com or you can contact me uh, at hemla at sevenraysholisticcenter.com and um, just drop me an email or have a look at my website. I have a blog that I've written there on what is family constellations because that is a question people ask a lot. Because it is, like you're saying, a little bit out there and really hard to wrap your head around. And um, I've put a, a blog together with a few links to you know, some of the books and stuff that people have written that kind of feed into it. So you can have a look at that. Um, I have a group workshop for those of you who live in the San Francisco Bay Area and would like to do a live workshop. I have one coming up on Saturday, September 21st, and it's from 10 to 5. And um, I also work remotely with people. Uh, so if you want to do work online, I do uh, family constellations as a group work uh, via Skype or Zoom or FaceTime. And probably Zoom would be the best if we're doing it for a group. And if you want to do your own one-on-one -on -one session, then um, Skype, Zoom or um, FaceTime would work. And uh, the best way to contact me, again, is through my uh, email address that I sent and then through my website, Seven Rays Holistic Center. Yes, and I'll put, I'll put a link to your website in the show notes for this. And Hemla is spelled H-E-M-L-A. So when people are putting that out there. <laughs> so this has been just so fantastic, Hemla. And I really, I'm so happy that we're talking about this and, and so excited for the women to begin exploring this because I know my ladies very well. They are doing everything they can to get pregnant. They want to cover their bases and they're committed to being successful. And I honestly believe that if your heart is open and there's a part of you that suspects that maybe you're carrying something that isn't your own, you've got to do the investigation because nobody wants to look back on their journey with regret. So even if this is a little out there, give yourself a chance to explore it. So Thank you for being with us, Hemla. I'm so glad that you were able to meet with us in this way. There you are, my loves. Isn't the subject of family constellation just absolutely fascinating? When we are committed to doing everything we can to get pregnant, covering our bases, and setting ourselves up not only for success, but for zero regret, sometimes we have to look outside of more traditional ways of looking at our lives. And in the process of that, we find our freedom, we find the things that are blocking us, and then we combine that with powerful coaching to truly make massive change, huge strides, and clear the way for the babies that we know are headed our way. And remember, love, if you are doing everything you can to get pregnant and nothing is working, and you want to be 100% sure you're covering your bases, you simply can't ignore the power of your thoughts and beliefs. As you learned in this episode, they are strong. Women who beat the odds on this journey show up to it mind and body. My ladies learn how to think like women who succeed so they can be women who succeed. Enrollment in my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is open. This program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months. 
to apply for your interview to be part of this revolutionary program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for your breakthrough session there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, my darling, you have a gaping hole in your strategy. Let's fix that. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.